What's up, everybody? Happy Wednesday. It's so good to to be with you. I don't know how do you how do you greet people on a podcast? I don't think I've mastered that yet. We we have a really fun episode today. I would say I would venture to guess that we laugh more in this episode than any episode we've done so far. <clears throat> on this episode, we talk about the Killers' new album, "Imploding the Mirage," which is awesome if you're into them. They've been one of my favorite bands since high school. We talk about Amy Schumer and her new documentary, Expecting Amy, and her comedy as a whole. And then we play a game at the end called Describe Your Dream House But in Space, which is way less weird than it sounds now that I describe it. But this is a really, really fun episode. I hope that you're listening to this episode outside in the sunshine with your headphones and taking a walk, maybe getting away from the news. Maybe that's what we all need, just like a break from some negativity. And I hope this gives you that a little bit today. So, OG My Talks, if you enjoy this podcast, I hope that you'll go on wherever you get your podcast and leave us a nice review. That's really helpful as we help grow our um, listenership for this thing. And I, I just hope that you, you know, tell us what you think. It's helpful, I promise. Okay, well, oh dear, my talks. Let's get into it. I want it to be you talking on the intro. I don't feel together. Yeah. Do you want to update everybody feelings on the will. dentist? Yes, but we have to do feelings check in first. You have okay. to guess how I'm feeling right now. Can you turn the light off? Does that give you any That clue? gives me all the clues that I need. <laughs> so I'm getting the vibe that my girl E is stressed, and I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, why? I don't know. Do you know? No. Okay, I feel you do this thing where you I walk you around take the apartment very silently loud. Very silently, but you're like choking the entire atmosphere <laughs> with your energy. Well, if any, You would have made a great supervillain if, if that was your power. Stop it. The, okay, so for anyone that's into the Enneagram... I identify as a type nine and I've read before or no, a friend told me that oftentimes nines feel like an environment more than a person sometimes. Yeah. And I could I resonated with that so strongly. And so yeah, I have wreaked havoc on our environment today. Today is a very wreaked environment for sure. It's a good so it's a reeked. Um, so anyways, that's what's happening. Sorry that you have to be in the receiving end of that daily. Can I can I tell you when I felt the environment switch yeah isn't it crazy that I don't say anything but you, you can just feel it and I keep saying babe <laughs> what's going on what's going on and you're like nothing <laughs> <laughs> that's a great word that was a great impression and I'm just like if you would just say it then I could be on your team and we could figure it out but you but just like here's what, what I told you, you no here's what I told you okay go ahead I said that because I'm an internal processor I don't, I did not, okay, here's what sucks. Oftentimes, I don't know when the switch flips, okay? And so, you caught me, the switch had just magically flipped, okay? For probably, what did we guess, like 20, 30 minutes. And then all of a sudden, like, you're like, hey, is something bothering you? And I was, I had just realized that it had flipped, and so I was processing why, and I still didn't know yet. And so whenever you can catch it before me, that's, like, really frustrating because I just want to figure it out. But I don't want to be rushed. If it, I hate being rushed. Your you know boy, that. Your boy is not trying to rush Could, you. But I want you, you just to take set me back, like, ten minutes. No, that's not fair. No, it feels like you did. I don't... Because then I have to address how you're feeling, and I'm like, shoot, now I have to... Start all over again, because well, I was not, really digging. I'm not asking you to address how I feel, ever. I'm saying, hey, okay. I felt the fl the switch flip. Yeah. I would like to know <laughs> if there's anything I can do to get that flipped back. No, see, and here's, it's it's like the whole thing of, like, don't ever rush a nine whenever they're dawdling, because then you're I just going like to... we should talk about the Enneagram today. You're going like, to set them back even more. I feel like we should talk about the Enneagram today. That should be our oh. third thing today. Well, we weren't going to do that. I know, but I think we should. I think it'd be a good one. Oh, I liked your in initial plan. Well, I it's fine. I, I don't. I'm not ready to talk about the enneagram today. Is that oh, fair? No, no. Okay, like, I've the enneagram just affected our marriage so much that I think at some point we should definitely talk about it. Yeah, and I'm. I, what I want to address right now, though, is that like I'm definitely trying to tell you the best tools of how to like communicate with me and how to deal with me in that moment, and I don't want to. I don't want you to miss that. Well, it feels like you're carrying around an elephant 
and you're like, don't you <laughs> don't dare talk help about me. this elephant. Don't help Don't me. you dare talk about my elephant. This is my elephant. Pretend like you don't even see it. And I'm like, hey, know, hey, babe, listen. I know. I know something is wrong. Yes. I carry the, a lot of power in the environment of our home. Okay. Yes. And you I, are Thanos of our apartment for sure. Stop. And okay, well, the hammer has dropped, and I... That's, that's Thor. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Thanos is the big purple one that snaps his fingers. Oh, man, I knew I was going to mess that up. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I love that. Is he that. the one with all the gems in his hand? He's got the gems. That's it, babe. Okay. You're such a Marvel freak. Ah, it's embarrassing. <laughs> oh, man. Nerd. Um, mm. But I, you came in. I collected gems as a kid, so... You came in, yeah. and one of the things that I find so interesting about no, you... You sought me out. No, you came in here and you said, hey, babe, listen, this like really sucks, but I ran out of my vitamins and I'm going to have to order more. And then you and then you exited our apartment and you were definitely in a worse mood. And Maybe it was a budgeting trigger. I think it was a budgeting trigger. And I've heard you compliment me on this several times when? that I never care when you spend money. I never do. There's never been a time where I was just like, hey, babe. Um, I'm checking the budget, and you went over our vitamin budget <laughs> this month. I like, I just don't do it. And I think you have a re- you have a really weird hierarchy of spending, where like certain things you're fine spending two hundred dollars on, certain things you're like. I don't even think it's a hier- high hierarchy. I think it's my mood. Okay, well, yeah. well, you moody today. I know, but let's just leave it. And, you know, because sometimes you're just going to be moody, and that's just what comes with working together 24-7. So um, I, I, I want to say I, I, I love you in I, the, in the I love Thanos. You too. And no, 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 no. And whenever you're like Thanos. Like, okay. I, I do. I just, my, what I want to do <laughs> is I want you to know that I'm on your team. Because I know I didn't do anything. We haven't been in the same room all day. Yeah. And sometimes you're just like, I got to go in alone. Yes. And I'm just like, but you have a buddy. I'm, yes. Yeah. Here's yes. what happens. Well, because the many ways we're opposite because I'm introverted and I'm an internal processor and you're both opposites of those. And so what this is what was happening. OK, I had just realized that the environment had shifted for me. And so I had this ball rolling in my mind of like, let's figure out what's going on. Right. And I was internally like my wheels were turning. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And as soon as you said, hey, is something wrong? It's as if a hamster got lobbed in the head God, with a I ball. Love a lobbed hamster. Do you know what I mean? And he was on his wheel and then you were just like, Jukka, look at me. Is everything okay? Here's a carrot. I'm trying to help. Does this This help? metaphor is unraveling. Okay. <laughs> I know it's really bad. Yeah, yeah, this is rough. I'm picturing the hamster. And I while I appreciate the carrot, I don't want it right now. I'll let you know when I need it. I'm gonna be totally honest. I'm not with you on the hamster. I like I hear you. Um I want you to know that whenever you want to go from Thanos to Captain America, I'll be here for you. I want you to know. Okay, I need you to receive this because this is this isn't just podcasting, Aaron. Right now, this yes. is like a genuine no, thing no, you that. need to learn. I love that. I want you to know you could you could be I a little have... nicer for sure. <laughs> for sure, you could. <laughs> so I'm trying really hard. I want. I would enjoy it if you knew. I don't know how to make this nicer. I I put your I, middle finger down for one. <laughs> <laughs> let me just say. Let me just say. I really appreciate you being there for both sides of me. I'm very appreciative of that. Okay. Is that kind? Yes. Um, I would like to dictate when I'm ready to move on. Yes. And I would like to do the work of not making it my issue when you're upset, when I know it's not, you're not upset at me. Right. And even if you are upset at me, sometimes like you still get to be mad at me all by yourself, but I take it personally when you're upset. Yes. And I sometimes do that with you, so I understand where that's coming from. Yeah. But, like, if I'm not talking to you, that's probably because I'm upset with something that has nothing to do with you. Yes. Because here's the thing, like, if I'm upset with you, you know good and well I'm going to tell you. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. So, so there you go. Yes. If, if whenever you feel temperatures changing, okay, and gemstones are flying around trying to get back no, no, to no. me. Let's just, okay. let's just cool it with the metaphors Or the in carrots. <laughs> don't don't lob you, a carrot. If you're not careful, you're going to get metaphors taken away from you just as a whole. No, like, I know. I, f- I feel really strongly about them, though. That's great. Um, so, yeah. Just leave me leave me be. Okay. You consider yourself left. 
Do you want to update everybody <laughs> on the dentist? Yeah, speaking of vitamins. Um, so I went to the dentist and uh, as kind as I expected, because we talked about last week how incredibly kind they were. Very kind. Very kind. Um, I will say I developed a few sores in my mouth because they could not get the x-rays and they had to have three people help. Yeah. Uh, that was that going was, to the dentist right now is extra scary because they're in COVID garb. Oh, so much garb! And it's yeah. like you. It reminds me of that scene in ET whenever what? they get ET and they're wearing the hazmat suits. Yeah, like it looks like you're ET and they're coming in for your mouth. <laughs> like it's like it's very eerie. Yeah, and I like I like drooled more than I usually do, and it was just gross. Just because you were excited to be there? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, like whenever they took my x-rays, every time they pulled out the thing, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And I was like, you've probably seen worse, right? And they're like, yeah, for sure. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. What if they were just like, actually? No, this is pretty yeah, bad. You're going to have to stay so, longer. Okay. I didn't know that they took your blood pressure before the dentist now. I think that's like a new thing. Well, anyways, I, I, oh my goodness. I have a very healthy blood pressure, okay? I, I know that for a fact. I've had it tested even recently, and it was I great. Wa I watched your sister take your blood pressure. Right. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, wow, this is great. So I've always felt good about it. That was like a month ago. Well, you get Aaron in a dental chair, check my blood pressure. Y'all, it went up like at least 30, 30. The top number went up by 30. And I don't know why I'm not sharing actual numbers. Does it matter? I don't know. But I guess for my own privacy's sake, I'll just keep that to myself. But it went up so high, and I was just like, I'm petrified. Like, I'm so nervous right now. And I had a good cry after the podcast, uh, in addition to the one during. <laughs> and um, got to the dentist, and oh, man. Yeah, they were so nice. But yeah, blood pressure was just through the roof for me. And uh, so kind. The dentist comes in, though after the x-rays and I have cavities and he's like they're small but they're between your teeth so it's a flossing issue and I was like mother <laughs> like are you kidding me I was so mad because I mean I, I even like I literally told he was so approachable that I was like are you joking like that's what I said right and he was like no nah, I mean it's okay like blah 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 but because of our dental insurance i can't get them filled until january because that's whenever we have the plan for 12 months well the and insult to injury was that they said sir you have terrible mouth hygiene like yes. your, your mouth is like <laughs> thanos <laughs> and but you have sense. no but you have no cavities yeah but you have to get a special cleaning treatment I, done i get uh you're talking about your scalies uh, yeah they i'm doing like i a mean i'm sharing all no no I, I for some reason i feel like people get grossed out Whenever you talk about mouth hygiene, I don't know if that's true. But I, mean, I see you take care of your teeth. I don't get how you have that. You don't eat like any candy ever. I don't even like candy. Like I will, and I don't even eat that much. I don't eat that much candy, do I? No, no. And neither you one love of a good us Swedish fish. Yeah, that's true. Um, neither one of us drinks anything at home with sugar. Nope. Occasionally, we'll get a Coke out. If we get at a Maple, Coke, if we get a Coke, because it's the we best spend, Coke I've ever had. We spend an hour talking about how, how we got a Coke. Yeah, because it's like so. Or different the only from... other time, like you got me a—I don't know why you did this—but you got me a miniature case of Coke f for part of my Christmas present, and I, I developed a mild addiction for like a month. And I'm then telling I got you, off they're delicious. It. I know they're awesome, but we—but for the most part, you and I don't consume it, like any sugary right. things. So whenever he was like, "You have a ton of plaque buildup," I'm like, "Okay, how? I see how aggressively he brushes. Also, you and I both have tiny teeth. How are we missing th things? You know what I mean? Like, no, how no. are we messing things up?" So I was a little irritated, but he was so kind that it was hard to be mad at him, and I was upset. I think I. I think I was like pretty upset and bummed by it because I genuinely just didn't know what was going on. Because I've, I, I literally buy fifteen dollar toothpaste like it's stupid, you know. Yeah. So, anyways, um, I talked to my kind of went through like a spiraling thing that night. I finished selling Sunset that evening. It was the perfect <laughs> mind mean, numbing. Ate, yeah, you ate it up. It was the season finale. It was the perfect thing I needed. Well, I get off like I finish watching that episode. And then my email tab is still open, and I see I have two emails. And I go to check it, and it was two emails for shipping notifications for probiotics from my sister, and or from my mom, and then toothpaste from my sister. Like, fancy. It's, like, high quality of these two things. Yeah. And I just instantly cried from uh, grateful 
upsetness, I guess, because I had talked to both of them that day and we, and I was just like so upset. Just like, why did, the, what is going on? What is going on with my blah, blah, blah. So anyways, uh, long story short, I've listened to some podcasts. If anyone would want, wants to know about some good dental podcasts to make you feel a little bit less guilty, but also to be like educational of what's going on in your mouth, I listen to these and I feel like what's happening is you're in short sh- summary, okay? Hair, skin, nails, teeth, your outward like appearances that they always say like, oh, take this vitamin for rapid hair growth or take this for if your nails are brittle, right? Right. Vitamin D is like a big one. Here's the thing. If your outward features, like those that I just described, are physically visibly lacking that is probably and I'm not an expert but I'm just saying some stuff that I've learned that is probably an indication that your insides are lacking in nutrients okay so and if you have like any like um digestion issues and I've had that most of my life And I think it's like gotten worse over the last few years because I literally went from having no cavities my whole life to nine cavities and a root canal within one year. Right. Which is, that's bananas. That's bananas for sure. So I'm pretty sure it is an indication that there's something inside that my body's trying to take care of. And so it's pulling all the nutrients there instead of to skin, hair, nails, and teeth, all that good stuff. Okay. Yeah. So I we don't give the body enough credit of how well it's doing. I know. Could you imagine if your car yes. got a flat tire and yes. was like, "Just give me like forty eight hours. I just need to sleep on it," and then you wake up mm-hmm. and your tires fit? Like your body is a is it a yeah. is a miracle? Yes. Or like yeah, exactly. That's a great analogy because like if your engine is like messing up. And so your tires deflate a little. It's like, hey, sorry, I need to take care of this really quick. Yeah, I really need to work on myself. Can right you just now? give me some supplements? Right. Yeah. Um, which is air. Yeah. So, oh, great. That is a beautiful analogy. So yeah, I. It definitely made me feel. I had the meltdown that I needed after that. After that, uh, the shipping notifications because I was so touched, but also so scared. And I had to go back to the dentist two days later for a cleaning. It was so ridiculous. But on the way there and on the way back, I listened to nothing but dental podcasts. And I feel pretty educated in the matter now. And I wanted to do a poll on Instagram, but I feel like this would be awkward. I literally want to be like, who has IBS? Hit yes or no. And then I'm going to be, and then on the next slide, it would be, if you have IBS, do you also find that you have dental issues like you know whatever and I'm willing to bet a lot of those are yes and yes because I think that you know with IBS or with like some digestive stuff your body is not absorbing the nutrients like a normal human body would function to do so right yeah and I think that that could be what's happening so I'm getting I'm like regularly taking a ton of supplements now they so they say probiotics help with that um, and my body's just like sensitive to those changes. And so I feel more capable of taking care of my teeth now. Yeah. Uh, what your sister kept saying on the phone on the way home is that knowledge is power. Your sister is a nurse. Yeah. And she's like, you just do the research. Like you'll feel better whenever you know what the problem is. Like knowledge is power. She kept saying that over and over. Yes. And yeah. And, and I think that's true for pa- me. A little bit of power over anxiety. Yeah. yeah. If, when I have something that's getting to me the more I know about the thing, the less I'm intimidated by it. Exactly. And that's kind of how I felt. Like, and whenever I went for my cleaning, they didn't take my blood pressure, but I was gonna, I almost asked for it. <laughs> I was like, can you just like check it really quick? Because I feel please. like I'm crushing it right now. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's my update. No, we that's a good move update. On. Sorry, I, I feel like that deserved a good closer, though. And no, if, no, you can't, you can't cry about the dentist and then not give people the update. Like, what if I was just like, didn't say anything. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Okay, I would love to talk today about Let's do it. the killers. So, one of my favorite bands of all time, The Killers, came out with a new album last week. It's called Imploding the Mirage. And I think The Killers have released before Imploding the Mirage, I think they released two very mediocre records and I still loved them. Like, as I was listening to them, I was like, 
Yeah, they, they're just phoning it in. Like, at some point, they're just like, we know that people are going to buy this record. And they did that twice. And I still got super stoked about them. As a musician, do you really believe that anyone would just phone it in? Yes. Because I read interviews and Brandon Flowers said that the band had become lazy. Like, I literally read that in an, inter- in an interview that he I said. I just can't imagine that ever being a thing. That makes me sad. Well, I think it's because their album sounds amazing because they've got all these amazing producers. They've got great musicians. Sure. But like, there's this thing where like you're listening to it and it doesn't have that same spirit that the other records do, you know, like, I don't know, like you, you love Nora Jones and that first album that you had just has a spirit to it that sometimes gets lost later down the road, you know? So for me, Paul Simon, uh, who I always go back to, has like some super dud records, but they sound like Paul Simon, but there's just that thing that's missing where you can tell like, oh, he wasn't all the way in the process like he was for Graceland or whatever. I just, my brain is like having such a hard time thinking about how (laughs) songwriters make music right now because I wonder what your brain does whenever it's hearing a familiar voice or the same voice if like you're computing it as a new song or if it's just familiar to you because of the voice so you like it because of that or like what's happening because we have vocal timbre which remains the same for the most part i'm confused sorry like mm-hmm. like a songwriter's way of writing a song can be the same, right? Like you can like kind of copy the same form and you're like, oh, that's such a whatever song. Yeah. Or even in this album on The Killers, whenever Brandon Flowers, like he had this certain harmony moment, I'm like, oh, he does that on everything. Yeah. Is my brain registering that as this is good or is my brain registering that as this is familiar? Therefore, familiar equals good. I think, I mean, I think songwriters or musicians develop like their bag of tricks and it becomes like part of their signature. I agree. I, I totally agree with that, but I'm asking you as like a consumer of this music is your brain also holding on to that as like a, as like food that you had growing up that you just like love, I, the, you know, you know, you'll eat a nostalgic food and it not actually be good, but you think it's good because it's a, and you realize how not good it is whenever you show it to someone and they're like, Dude, this is gross. Right, but you'll still eat it any day yeah, because yeah. it takes you back. Because you're carrying the nostalgia with it. I I would say there's definitely something to that. But wonder what the science is behind that. Yeah. Just how your brain receives music. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I know every time we have a recording, I love an eighth note groove on the guitar in the background. It's on like ten of our songs. It's mm-hmm. just a one note gunk, 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 gunk. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I wish that's on every song because it always works for me. Like I know that there are things that we do that that are that will make their way on every record that we do. Yeah, I think I have harmony patterns that I don't realize. Yeah. Yeah. But the killers definitely it's almost like they did all those same tricks without exploring new ground. So it did feel like it was the same thing. But just like a like, I would rather listen to the better version of that same thing. So you had Samstown, which was like the record of my like high school experience, and it had so many new songs that were just like exploring things that they hadn't done on the on the first record, and it was just a beautiful, beautiful record. And then the next one came out, and it was cool. It was like a little less cool, but it was still cool. And then the next two after that were just like, oh, wow, I, I listened to this once and I think I'm done. Mm-hmm. All that to say, imploding the mirage, it's like they had a business meeting and they were like, guys, what if... That's a cool title. We just go for it. Like, what if we pretend like we're 22 again and care about this the way we did back then? Yeah. And every song... there, There's like one big single and the rest of it is like not nearly Caution? as... Caution? Caution is the single okay. off this record. None of the songs are as hooky or as pop or as whatever. It's not a radio record, but it's so it's it's like um, Lord's first record compared to Melodrama. Mm-hmm. Not nearly as radio, but such an amazing album. Yeah, and I think it's a great album. I 
but you know what's crazy is that whenever I listen to it, it still feels. I just register it as the same. Interesting. No, that's you know? a, that's very interesting to me. Now I will say, Brandon Flowers' solo album, which is my favorite, Killers. I think is my favorite. Yeah. And another thing, I want to talk about the Killers are huge. Huge. What is motivation behind doing a solo project? So, ego, probably. Sure. Because I, one of the things that I love about the Killers, Brandon Flowers is one of, in my opinion, like the last rock stars. Because he has that persona, he has that front man thing. I haven't seen him. He is, he's just, yeah. he's like a Mormon Bruce Springsteen. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Like... It is just, there's something about him that he has that, like, charisma, whatever. And I'm sure if he had two albums where he feels like the band is lazy, because he was the one that said, my band got lazy. Yeah. He's probably like, I'm just going to go do my own thing. He has two solo records. Yeah. And I think there's two different philosophies of it. One, there's ego, and you're like, dude, I'm just going to do my own thing. And then there's this other thing where you're like, we just released two records. Maybe we need to give the killers a break, so that way when the killers come back... It's exciting. But he still wanted to do something. Yeah. They still, like, I he guess can't he, not play music. And I guess if it's under his name as opposed to the band's name, he gets to call all the shots. Yeah. Like, whereas the Killers is probably more collaborative. Like, I know Brittany Howard didn't have to make a solo record. Right. But Alabama Shakes, like, you know, they deserved a break. Maybe it was, it'll be, their next album will be freaking huge because they took a break, you know? Like, hmm. Because I think Alabama Shakes' bass player is in Britney Howard's band. Like, it's not like yeah. Alabama Shakes is, like, on the rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't, isn't that how, like, Street Dive is, too? Yeah. Aren't there two of them that, like, do their own like thing, Like, Bridget too? just released a solo record. Like, I th- I love the solo record because it because Brandon Flowers, it still feels like the killers to me mm-hmm. because he is the killers to me. But it's it's just, like, new territory that the killers probably would never want to venture to. Right. And I, and I also don't want to just, like, make assumption that it's, like, mostly ego-driven or something. Because I think, I do believe that there, I don't, I can't tap into it. <laughs> but I do believe that there are people in the world that just create so quickly that they just, like, got to get it out. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think it's because, especially on our postmodern EP, I was really frustrated with everything we had done before. And... I needed something new yeah. to remind me that I still love doing this. So if we were huge, Postmodern might have been like a solo thing for you. Right. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> right, right, like right. had w- in You're like, I'm going to go through this phase really quick. Yeah, and like yeah. I still have the, these romantic dreams that we're going to release an Aaron Strickland like jazz project. Like, <gasps> Really? Yeah. I've always like, wanted to do a Christmas EP. That's what I mean. Like I, like, I want to do that. Oh, no, 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 no. I would do old stuff. Yeah, like you would do like an old... Frank like, Sinatra cover. That would be amazing. Oh my gosh, that'd be so cool. That would be so dope. Wait, really? Yeah, but like that wouldn't be an O. Jeremiah thing, probably. Yeah, but you would still be on it. I, but yeah, right, 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 like right. I would still be in your band. Can you imagine if I went to a studio without you? Yeah, I think you'd have a great time. No, I would hate it. Well, I I, well, I, I love solo projects. Like there are a lot of artists that I like the solo project more. Like I love Brittany Howard's solo record. It's amazing, mm-hmm. but sometimes you gotta you gotta get away from the thing you love to go back to it and the hmm. the thing that's interesting about postmodern we did postmodern and now that's the music i like making the most like we got away from where our comfort zone and now i'm like oh i just love exploring like synthesizers like, that was cool that didn't do anything wrong yeah yeah like it's you know yeah. when you have the freedom to explore you discover new parts of yourself and i think Brandon Flowers releasing the freaking dopest solo project of the Killers era probably yeah. helped him get motivated to get back into the Killers. I don't remember. I think um, the album before Wonderful Wonderful was after his solo project, and I thought that one was only okay. I don't know where what they had been doing. But yeah. anyway, the whole reason I want to bring up the Killers is because I feel like it's the anti-Taylor Swift record in that Taylor Swift released this very calm this very soft record during pandemic Mm -hmm. and it's very fitting i think she did an amazing job at reading the room and being like this is what the world needs right now Mm -hmm. and i'm sure the killers already had that album in the can because they pushed it back because of pandemic yeah and they're like well i mean this is a, a record that you tore so we need to like do this but the record came out and it 
was legitimately like the highlight of the month for me because it just made me feel like, oh, pandemic be gone. Like, I love the way this record's making me feel in my apartment right now. Right. And I was talking to a friend. I promise I'm coming around to all this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was talking to a friend that was listening to something. I don't remember how he came to this, but he said that when the pandemic's over, there's a likelihood that it'll be like the roaring 20s again. Like, we're all going to be like, let's get out of the house. Let's go to these big shows. Let's do all this stuff again. Okay. Whereas the whole time I've been thinking, oh, why would the Killers release such a big record? No one's going to go to live shows anymore. Because, like, we're all terrified. But now I'm thinking, like, in a year when all this is gone, like, what would be better than just being in a sea of people singing songs from Imploding the Mirage together? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, th- I think that's why the record gives me so much hope is because it feels like oh that there is an end to this and we're going to be singing these songs really loud in a group of people celebrating the end of this season or whatever yeah do you feel like you could go to a show or like can you even picture yourself going to a show right now like next year maybe yeah and i don't like touching strangers like i don't like as a whole (laughs) right but like the um like an Especially an out, no, even inside. Isn't that crazy that what I do for a living, like the idea of being on the opposite side of that just like stresses me out so bad. Like, you know how whenever you you go to a show and like you want to get closer to the stage, so you kind of like stake out where you're going to be. You get there early, whatever. I spread my legs so wide for standing to like create my space. So that, like, whenever everyone's swaying later on, I won't have to touch anyone. But someone always touches me, and it's so annoying. Yeah, I get to the show, like, hours ahead of time. I get there before doors so I can get up to the front. And you've compromised that for me since we've been together. Yeah, and that's why whenever I'm like, hey, Gregory Allen's coming to the 40-watt. Can I go? And you're like, yeah, I don't want to go. And I'm like, good, because then I can get up front and get sweaty. And I like the... Like, I'll go to an orchestra concert alone because I know I have my seat. Yeah. No one's going to sit. No one's going to touch me. I would say that's the biggest difference in our musical upbringing. Yeah. Is that I love dingy dive bars, loud. Like, that's why I love The Killer so much is that it's just loud rock and roll. And it's like the charisma of, like, Bruce Springsteen and he's just strutting. And it's like, I just love that. Now... Sometimes I'm in the mood for that, but I'm much more in the mood for a seated thing than I am like that crowded thing. But sometimes I can be in the space for that. But like whenever we went to uh, Caledonia and saw Bit Brigade. Bit Brigade, yeah. Uh, I can't say that word. Um, it was like comical how we went with our friends and there's this guy that was like six five in front of me. And his hair was so long and he was dancing while sweat leaning back. And his hair literally swapped me in the face a few times. And you were here for it? No, I oh. <laughs> I looked at my friend Julie and I was just like, oh my goodness, I'm going to die. And it was just, it was so gross. Um, and that, so Caledonia But I was is still like, like, had a fun time. It's <laughs> like a very small, hot dive bar. Yes. Yeah, uh, Bit Brigade is a prog metal band that plays vintage video game soundtracks. They played the Mega Man, like, in speed metal from yeah. beginning and at one of the musicians or one of the players in the band literally plays the game in real time on a projector. Yeah, it's amazing. It's an amazing show. You and get like a disgusting well drink and just you're in for it. Yeah. Whenever I am in the mood for it, I really love it. Yeah. Like the idea of going to New Orleans at Jazz Fest sounds awesome to me right now. Well, Jazz Fest is a good I feel like that if if I had my way and you had your way, I feel like Jazz Fest is the middle ground. Oh, okay. Because Jazz Fest is like sunny, it's outdoors, it's um, in the middle of the day, it's like, like family friendly. Seems yes. stressful. Yes, I, I would agree with that. Um, Voodoo Fest, we, we've done that. We did that, but ever, it's like ever at had a night, fried Oreo? Good lord. Yeah, at, that to me is like what I picture a music fest. The first time. That's the first that's time I perfect, ever had fat tire. That's true. So that's, <laughs> can we let's wrap our killer segment on this? Because, wrap it. Uh, so I, so I went to Voodoo Festival when I was in the eighth grade. I went to see Green Day and the Beastie Boys. They were the headliners. Mm-hmm. And the Killers were playing one of the side stages. This was right after Somebody Told Me came out, which was their, uh, I think that was their big first single. It was either Somebody Told Me or Mr. Brightside, but I think Somebody Told Me came out first. And 
they were the way the festival worked, they were on one end of the field and I was on the other end of the field to watch the band Sugar Cult, which mm-hmm. is a pop punk band from my high school. And I remember saying out loud, I wish the killers would stop playing so I could watch Sugar Cult. Oh no. And I just it's funny how much you grow. And the era that they were at at that time and you just like And wow. I just didn't know. Just didn't know. I forget they did those songs. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I only is when I think of the killers, my mind immediately goes to Brandon Flowers' solo album. Isn't that crazy? No, I think that's I because think, I didn't listen to him until until met we you. yeah until we met. But I if what tour were we on whenever that came out? Because we listened to that hard. I think it was one of our West Coast tours. We listened it, to that man, album nonstop. Any, any West Coast like. As soon, as soon as you turn on any of those songs that we listen to out in the West I'm Coast, there. I'm in front of a cactus. <laughs> I w- so the songs from that album that I that I would just, I can't recommend enough. Um, the album is called The Desired Effect, but Between Me and You. Oh my goodness, that's such a good one. It's such a good song. I just, I can't believe someone wrote that song. That's such a good song. Um, and then just play the record from start to finish. But between me and you is like the highlight of that record. Um, I like I can change. Um, yes, that's a good one. And deny my or I'm not going to deny my love. I can't deny my love is like was the single from that record. It's just a really great record. So I would start there if you've never experienced the Killers or Brandon Flowers because that album will win you over. But from this new record, I would recommend. Caution, which is the single, and it's a it's a great it's like a Bruce Springsteen. I've said Bruce Springsteen more than I've said the Killers, but it feels very reminiscent of like Born to Run that era. There's a lot of yeah. guitar playing that sounds like it. Um, but I would recommend Caution. I would re- recommend Fire and Bone, and uh, Blowback. I want to call it the Backdraft. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, big fan of the Killers. What do you want? You, you want the moon? Just say the word, and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. So here's the thing I I've I fear I think I've said this before is like you know how sometimes if you're so into something it's a little off-putting because you look a little bit weird for being so into it. Yes. It's like okay, chill. Uh I fear that that could happen on this. I was well, just so moved by it. I I think you were so moved and I learned I've learned a few things from starting this podcast. One. Really? Yes. I've learned a thing or two. I will say. Mhm. You and I do not have a problem with like raunchy TV, I would say. Yes. Have we gotten some people to watch stuff that we've recommended and they don't like it? Yes. So oh, I did have, that happen again? It's it's happened a few times. Uh, and I I guess I honestly I'm not gonna ever probably be like I'm not gonna like give a rating on or like warn you like, hey, put the kids to sleep for the because like we don't have kids. Like when we're watching something, it's going to be hard to, to like throw me off. There's some things that like I can't get through. Right. I am super aware that a lot of things that we watch are not appropriate for children. Yes. But anytime you <laughs> Except bring Gilmore up, Girls and that'll happen pretty soon. Yes. Yeah. Uh, anytime Amy Schumer comes up. Surely you know. No one's expecting, oh, this is family friendly, right? Yeah. But I want to say... I hope that's clear. Because like, I and I think it's just because like TV is so much more like shock value now than whenever we were growing up. Like when you watch Scrubs mm-hmm. compared to watching Palm Springs mm-hmm. I know it's a different because it's a movie or whatever but like, they just didn't get away with anything at Scrubs, but now whenever you watch a TV show, it's like the first scene is like a weird, awkward sex scene. I know. It's so like Bridesmaids was so forward in that. Yeah. Whenever that came out. And I saw that with my mom and my nana and my sister on my birthday whenever it came out. First scene. And I'm like, whew. And that was a uh, that was intense. But now it's just so common. And yeah, sometimes I do wonder that it I hate to hear that we've that people have taken our recommendations and then been offended. That really sucks. Like, I hate to hear that. If you say, I'm not going to watch anything that's risque now, you're yeah. legitimately watching Paw Patrol, and that's it. Well, <laughs> maybe that's not a great example. Um, okay, fair enough. For other things. Uh, no, yeah. I remember whenever Sweet Magnolias came out and I watched it, and I was like, finally, a show I can tell my mom about. Yeah. You know? 
I yeah, I do think that and also if you're like cuz we did the whole Oscar season challenge where I tried to watch all of the movies nominated. That's not a light and breezy time. No. So yeah, sometimes I am like hyper aware of like the raunchiness that I watch and I'm just like is this good for me? <laughs> well, Anyways. honestly, after I finished Game of Thrones, because I pounded Game of Thrones in three weeks, and after that, nothing throws me off. Yeah, like TV that affects me is fear, like fear-based stuff, uh, anything scary, gory, whatever. Can't do it. Anything that's going to prevent me from sleeping, I try to stay away from. And that's kind of my warning sign of like, okay, don't watch this. Now, when it comes to like crude behavior... I guess I get as soon as I start seeing like weird stuff in my live show. Well, infidelity is hard for me to watch. I will say that infidelity is hard for me. Uh huh. And also, if the show they treat doesn't, it so casually. Yes. Yeah. And also, if the show doesn't have hope, that's really hard for or me. Or someone to root for. Yes, because yeah. I've tried to start Breaking Bad three times. Mm-hmm. I get to the same episode, and I'm like, this show is just not for me. But and I love shows like Breaking Bad for some yeah. reason. Breaking Bad has such a melancholy hopelessness that I just can't do. Yeah, but and another thing is just because I grew up in super southern culture where, you know, cussing was not allowed. Right. And sex talk was just never. Right. And it's like just because that was my reality, I don't think that I should not watch TV where that is a reality. Do you know what I mean? Because like that's just because then that comes down to like how you were raised and all that to say it like did me and Amy Schumer have completely different upbringings? Yes. Yes. But can I still respect her? I mean, of course, I I respect her so much. Right. But I'm just saying like that's just something to consider in my mind whenever I'm watching stuff is like, yeah, maybe this is like pretty crude and can be offensive to some people. But at the same time you have to look at it as like, where did, where are we all coming from? Like I came from a very sheltered place. So of course it's going to feel. So anyways, okay, here we go. I started getting into Amy Schumer whenever I heard she was, um, she had a Netflix special that came out recent, like last, I guess a year or two ago. I think, I think it's been two years now. Okay. And so really enjoyed it. And then she was a guest on Armchair Expert, and I was just like, wow, she seems like a really cool person. Yeah. And then I read her book, and then she came out with this three-part documentary on HBO Max, and I was like, I got to get <laughs> – I got to join. So I did the free trial of HBO Max just to watch this, and I – it's three parts, so it's like – it's around three hours long. Yeah. I started watching it at like 10 p.m. on like a weeknight a couple weeks ago. And I started it without you. I did not know that you would be offended. And I'm sorry. I, d- I still apologize for that. Because we said we were going to watch it together. And then I bailed on him. Yeah. Because I was so into it. So then I, I, my plan was just to watch a little bit and then like rewatch it with you and not worry about it. But I watched the first one laughing and crying the whole time. Yeah. And I was like, I can't put it down. Like, and so I literally finished the whole thing in one night. And it is one of those things that you don't want to miss any second of it. Yeah. And I could not even, I could not even get up for a glass of water without hitting pause. Like I just like had to see here, be fully immersed in it. Like I wish I saw that in a theater. Yeah. It was so moving to me. The editing, the just like humanness of her and her husband. And oh my goodness, I was so incredibly moved by that entire thing. I will I will say it showed me that it does not matter how good your gear is or your how how fancy your camera is. If you're telling a story well, mm-hmm. no one cares because a lot of that is iPhone footage. It's Most legi- of it. Yeah, it's legitimately like a vlog mm-hmm. set to music and so good. you don't care because it is like it's so interesting from start to finish. So interesting. Um, I like how yeah. her story. So, so I, you watched it, and I watched it again with you from start to finish. I loved it so much. Yeah, so I watched it. I've always liked Amy Schumer as like a celebrity, but I've never really liked her comedy because I don't feel like it's made for me. Like she spends a lot of time bashing on white men, and 
though I agree with a lot of what she says, at some point I'm just like, oh, like I can't even laugh at this. This is like she's literally like talking to me, mm-hmm. and it's like it's not trying to be funny to me. But uh, I like her stance and stuff. I like that she like says what she what she believes, and then she shows up to like put her money where her mouth is. Like, I like that. Yeah. I like her in interviews because I think she's like a very, a really great um, personality and a, and a, just a human being. But it's really interesting seeing her go from her early stand-up to now because she's a completely different comedian. Her early stand-up was legitimately just like raunchy jokes from like raunchy one-liners. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I, I wouldn't even... I don't like reciting other people's jokes because it's just, I think that's bad, but like it would just be like legitimately 60 minutes of one liners that every punchline was just like a dirty thing you weren't expecting her to say. And then to see her now, and she's like way more political takes, way more um, like drawn out bits. It's just like cool to see her evolution. And in the documentary, she even goes back to her old like comedy journals about she's like writing jokes. Mm -hmm. So the, the documentary does it is about the birth of her son. It is about her husband finding out that he's on the spectrum, the autism spectrum, and her stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. It's ba- the making of her Netflix special. Yeah, and basically life as a comedian because you see her do her job yes. like a lot. She worked. She just she worked so hard for it, and um, yeah. Her story with her husband is, like, really awesome, and I think they just both respect each other in a really cool way. Yeah. I like how they handle, like, conflict, and I just, yeah. I was, like, moved to tears so many times, but then I was, like, cracking up. And if I'm watching TV, especially alone, I don't know that I ever laugh out loud. It's, like, very rare that I do that, but I was literally cracking up whenever I saw it. Yes, and when we watched her stand-up, the stand-up that this documentary is inspired from or whatever, I, d- I didn't laugh at a lot, but I was watching it because I like her so much, and you came in and sat beside me, and you just could not stop laughing. Yeah. Like, there's something about her that you really gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. I think it's like she she has that strong, outgoing personality, and like she's, I don't know, whatever her sense of humor is, it hits you, it Go straight to your me. vein, yeah. Yeah, I think it's so funny. You love her. Yeah. I would I, do. I, I think I'm a big fan of if you if you want like a very human uh interaction with her, but you don't want to spend three hours, I'd recommend her Dak Shepherd uh podcast for sure. Totally. Yeah, and I think um it's cool because the documentary it's very clear that she bears all and she really puts herself out there but with a purpose yeah you know she's not just like oh i'm gonna show you this just to just for the shock value no she has purpose behind it yeah so i think that's awesome some of the things if you if you want to watch the documentary she throws up a lot in it mm-hmm. because she uh she has a very rough pregnancy i kind of got used to it though yeah you get used to it and you also realize that like that's women are incredible mm-hmm. like the fact that that she went through all that like just and it goes back to the human body it's just like a a miracle in itself but uh also like i love my favorite storyline in the whole thing is her with her husband because that is so fascinating to me and how seeing them grow together in that way is like really really beautiful yeah um but i can't recommend it enough that that's an amazing documentary and she is a polarizing figure for sure uh, but I think if you go into it with an open mind, you will be inspired in some way. I want to watch it again. Let's go. You want to end this? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Since we're not going to talk about the Enneagram, do you want to talk about? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yes, yes, so, yes, yes. Uh, for so, for some reason, on. I let's thought it would. On. Okay, let's move on. Here we go. Here we go. Sorry. Very excited. So we, you and I, I don't yeah. know why. I think it's because we've been locked up in pandemic. I've been thinking a lot about what our dream house is because we've only lived in small apartments. And we also got to see our friend just moved into our favorite part of town. Yes. With a, and she let us walk through her new house and we were like, 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, and then we left and be like, oh, so she lives in our dream house. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's very beautiful. You love a walk down den. That's oh what we my learned. word! A multi level house is just those three I, steps change change the, the game. The three for you. steps make me feel like I'm walking into a tree house or like just something magical. Yeah. It just it I ugh. ugh. You loved it. Like, I'd love to walk down into my living room. I think that'd be so satisfying. I think so, too. So, I... my picture noodles just at the top of those stairs, just, like, looking at you? The best thing about my day is whenever I come home, and our door, when you open the door, you have to walk up steps into our living room. It is... It's a flight of stairs. Let's be clear. It is (laughs) multi-level. Yes. But not what my dreams are. Yeah, not, not dream levels. Uh, it doesn't but make every sense. day I walk in, I look up these carpeted stairs, and Noodles is at the top, like she's our queen, and she's wagging her tail, and she like shuffles down. Oh, to me. she like she, her face is at the top left corner, peek, peeping over the side. It's the wall, cutest thing in the world. I know. And then she's just like, "Oh, I'm gonna come all the way down and meet you," and she's just like, "Took it." And then she gets down, and you're like, "Okay, what are you? We're gonna go back up. We're gonna go right back up." But she's just so excited. Yeah, I, I, I've never dreamed about being a homeowner or anything like that like for if it were me if i was a single dude i'd probably live in like an rv or something Mm -hmm. just knowing my personality and like what i like but now i feel like i don't know if it's being 30 or what but when i walk into someone's house and they've got hardwood floors like we're gonna talk (laughs) about it wow i gotta and i do this weird thing whenever there's hardwood i stomp and i clap because i'm like wow this would be a great floor for the lumineers record (laughs) you always think that yeah, I think so. We're talking dream house scenario. I've, I I want to know. I want you to lay out your dream house. I've never done walk this before. Me, walk me around. So I might not have some decisions. But no, okay, no, I'm ready. I, no, no. I need I need instincts. I need gut reaction because we're getting to like the primal. What is your nest? It's confusing because I, my brain is trying to compute with what's realistic and what's a dream. No, no. Okay, let's. Uh, what is the, I don't know, how do you get, like, a lot of money? Um, <laughs> Win the lottery? You f- no, 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 no. I, I it has to be more adventurous. Okay, so you have a rich uncle you didn't know about. He was, he's the king of Prussia. I don't even know what we're doing anymore. You you come into in unlimited money. So he passes away, but he leaves all of his finances to you. Good grief. Okay. I know. So you have exactly a billion dollars for your dream house. What would you do with it? If money was no object, okay. Do it for Can Prussia. Can I be totally honest? No, put, be like seventy-eight percent honest. No, this is gonna feel like I'm cheating the question, but I'm. But this is what I've always wanted. Okay. I would, I think, because I love Athens so much. I would buy Athens. Stop it. <laughs> Become mayor. No, <laughs> um, no, I would buy a house in Athens, but also. I would use the money to buy a loft apartment in Manhattan. Yeah, that does feel like cheating. You get one house. No, no, no. Yes, no, no. you get one house. I would have a. I would. I would. I would be willing to have a terrible house if I could also have a loft in New York City. No. Okay. So Jeremiah. I need to see. This is why we have rules. Because okay. Uh, you give someone a foot, they want a mile. You have. I. I. There okay, is no location. There is no location. This is a. Your house is in space. Describe. The home to me. My house, that feels very specific. My house is in space. Yes, as in I, the location is irrelevant. <sighs> Can I have friends over? If they've got rocket ships. <laughs> okay. You're going to make me start. Well, and- we have a rocket garage. <laughs> <sighs> okay, you're stressing me out. So here's the thing. The kitchen needs to be awesome. Yeah. I want a big... Like a really big island countertop for like chopping. There are no islands in space. Stop. I'm just kidding. And I don't want a gas stove. Those stress me out really bad. There, I said it. I want my kitchen to are be the gla- open. Gas stoves, the ones that go. K- 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 yes, that stresses yes. me out very bad. Whenever I try to light an igniter, you plug your ears and you go, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't well, know. One time as a kid, it blew up in my face. Yeah. Literally, fire expanded from the clicking of a gas stove. Um, okay. So the kitchen needs to be awesome. I would want the kitchen also to be like open, like no wall separating it from the living room. Cause if I'm entertaining, I want to be able, I want there to be a separation with the Island. Like I don't want you in my kitchen whenever you're there, but I want you to be able to converse with me. 
And so maybe some bar stools so you can sit right there and then I can see out into my living room. Um, I, I love, yeah, if, if this is like dream scenario, I mean, like, why not have like a pool? Everyone that I know that has a pool doesn't like having That's a pool. That's why I didn't want to say it. Yeah, every but, I talk to everyone, they're like, it makes being a homeowner like twice as hard. Yeah. I don't, and here's the thing, I don't need a ton of space. I just, I just need a multi-level, I, I need to take two steps down to enter into my living room or a den. Um, I'd want a craft room, like just designated for crafting, for painting, for wrapping presents. Like I can put all the gifts that I buy my friends in there. And so they're just like ready to go whenever they have a birthday. Um, I... Am I invited? Some type of porch. Okay. Uh, I would want you to have a studio there. Thank you. A basement, because then I could also M- use maybe that. Maybe sleep in the yard. For tornado shelter, because that freaks me out. Um, I, I'm i not hardwood throughout. I'm not picky, babe. I, I just, just want a house. Picky. No, I... That's dream scenario. I, I, can I be honest with you? I don't think past... I don't dream like that. I dream in a realistic sense. I think so too. I I no, can't you, pick you super dream. Oh, I dream all the time, but with this one thing, I never think like, oh my gosh, one day I'm going to drive a Hummer or whatever. You know, like I'm never thinking about like bougie dreaming. I'm thinking practically like, oh, we're going to I think what home would fit our needs right now. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm never, like, I don't care about a pool or, or any of that stuff. But I really do like the idea of, like, having a home studio. I really love I the... Too. Yeah, I love the idea of having a big kitchen for you. Because I know that's important to you. Also, this is something I actually thought about, like, as a kid. Whenever I first started teaching violin lessons, I, I think we would keep... Dream World again. We would keep the basement as your, quote, studio... But I've always wanted one of those like little awnings that like like sidewalk or whatever like steps into like a separate room, like a separate space that is designated just for me teaching violin lessons. And that way I can have like group lessons there and I can have private lessons there. There's like a bathroom and it's like this is where I teach and it is separate from my home, but it's still right there. <laughs> you know you know what I want? I want a yard. So I can cut grass and drink Miller High Life on the lawnmower. Oh my gosh, I hate cutting grass. I'm so glad you like cutting grass. I like. I want to. I want to get a dad hat. I want to wear a dad, a dad sh- hat. Like my dad's hat. He wears like an Indiana Jones hat. <laughs> and then I want to get a dad shirt, which is just like it's a tank top, but it has flames on it. You keep saying dad, but you just mean like your stuff. Yeah, I want a dad. Scotty. Like I-, I want shorts. I want. He gets all of his shoes from like Walmart. And it like I just want to look like my dad on a lawnmower, but I want to be holding the champagne of beers because there's nothing better than like a hot summer day, a champagne on your lawnmower, just doing the work. A champagne. That's what that's what I want. Yeah, like a yard. Oh man, I want a garden for sure. I want a lot of big windows so that I can have plants wherever I want. Uh, and. Yeah, the plant yeah, thing the, isn't a phase for you. I really studio, thought we were gonna move no, past that, but we babe, no, it's a life. It's a it's a it's a lifestyle. It's it's your whole vibe now. But the whole idea of like a studio connected to the house, it's just like ready to go for like students to come in and out of. And I think maybe that could it'd be cool if that doubled as like a guest house or a guest space. Yeah. Um I just like little cubbies. I want cubbies everywhere. God, like I want like a, a miniature library that could only fit a Papazon chair in all of your books. Yeah, you we just Oh my gosh, can you imagine if I had like a little miniature room that was Oh no, I just got claustrophobic. It has to be a little bit taller than that. So like still standing height, but you have to crouch down to get in it. And then there's a Papazon chair, and on every wall there's books. And there's, like, the perfect little lamp that comes down. No. Okay, just no. no yeah, no. No, no, I'm not. Um, I don't I don't. And understand. then if you can't find me, I'm just, like, always there. Yeah, no, I'm not into it. Oh, I think for me, my, my dream gosh. house would be a Sprinter van that has a disco ball in it, a bed, 
and then like done. <laughs> it's one of those like one of the sprinters that has like a, a shower in it. Babe, that's your dream house. Yeah, I, like Did when you I just change your mind from the studio vibe. No, because like I I think for me, if I'm gonna have a house, it's got to have a studio to make it worth it for me. Because like I love not having roots in that way, but I know that like that's something that you super value. And if like I think what I want is I want whenever whenever we get your Prussian uncle's money and we buy the house, I'm gonna set some of it aside to get a Prussian RV. Mm-hmm. So that way I can, and I'll get one that doesn't have a shower, so that way we can't live in it. So it's do you about not compromise. Really want to buy a house anymore? I go back and forth. Sometimes I'm like, wow, I just I want to open a Roth IRA. I want to get on Wall Street and I want to just like make us a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. No. That's how the that's where all the money comes from. And then there's other times where I'm like, you know what, let's sell all this, let's get a camper, and let's just go live in the Grand Canyon. And there's no in between for me. If we lived in a house, would you get another animal? No, Noodles is the perfect dog. Sometimes I wonder how she would interact with a kitten. I mean, it'd be so cute. It'd be so cute. Okay, what are you into this week? No. Oh. Uh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. What am I into? That's what I just asked. No, I know. I'm trying. I feel like I just like forgot. I'm super into 30 Rock this week. Yeah, you recently got back into that. 30 Rock is, to me, the most underrated show of that era. Of, like, for me, it's just as comfort food TV as The Office or Parks and Rec. Or you either wh- super know about it or you have or you haven't humored it at all. Yes. I think the joke writing on it is so great. I, I think a lot of it doesn't hold up as well, which is crazy because Tina Fey was like always very progressive, but some of the jokes just don't feel good, I would say, after all this. Like there are certain moments where I'm like, oh, that didn't age well. And it's like a relatively new show. It was like 10 years ago. Um, 10 years ago? I think so. Wow. I think it ended in 2011, maybe, something like around there. But it it just, Alec Baldwin is so good in that show. And then you have Tracy Morgan. And yeah. Tina I Fey. Like, I like Jane. You Yeah, you like Jenna. What's her name? Jane Krasowski? Yeah, I think so. Oh my so. goodness, she cra- she's so funny to me. Yeah, I would say 30 Rock, if you have never given that show a chance... Give it, give it a season, because I, I I think it is just the most underrated of that era, <laughs> and it it's still it's still so funny. My sister loved it, and I in college, and I never really watched it until I met you, and I was like, oh, babe, you introduced me to a lot of pop culture. I love pop culture. Have I introduced you to anything? Uh, House of Cards. Oh, I've introduced you to a lot. Never mind. Fleabag. Mm-hmm. And Fleabag's like my favorite show. So. Mm-hmm. That's a, I realize that I this is like not a form of art anyway, but I'm I've been really into buying arugula. Oh my gosh! And you had a bite of it and you were mad at it. It tasted like soap farted in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it is so gross. Oh my god! I don't know what it. I Did don't, you get a bad piece? I I got the only piece I tried. I put it directly into my mouth and I said, "Mr. Clean, get out of there!" Like it. it Did you leave it on your sandwich? I left it on my sandwich, but I had co- put it so much Dijon on it. It tasted like oh, peppermint really... mustard. It was just, it was not a good time. Oh, babe. I know. Well, the aftertaste of arugula Let's is like very peppery. Let's start a new segment called, what are you not into this week? Stop. My answer is arugula. <laughs> Shut up. I really like it. I've been really into it lately. Okay. Well, that that is. I've been putting it in your salads. Can you not tell? When was the last time you made me a salad? Like a week ago. Did we have salad? We're not really a salad. And you were like, family. babe, this is like the best salad I've ever had. Mm. Remember with the did chickpeas? Did I say, babe, is this arugula? Remember with the chickpeas? <laughs> no, you didn't know. Oh, uh, that is true. You did make chickpeas, but I was focused on the chickpeas. The chickpeas. Had I known you were putting soap cactus in my salad. Soap fart. Soap fart. Um, <laughs> I would have I would have stopped you, but arugula. Oh my goodness. Noodles, what are you doing? Okay. I love you. This was a great time. We always talk about... It was. I think the podcast for me is coming... I forgot how to guess how you're feeling. Yeah, because I'm always great. I'm you al- seem like you're good today. I'm having a good day. Yeah, for sure. Babe, I... But it is... I Can I just say from the top of the episode that I was really glad that you admitted and it was helpful for me to hear 
that whenever I'm walking around silently, you assume that like I'm like upset with you. But at yeah. least we've gotten we've we've like we know for sure, and that's not the case. Yes, and you'll stop asking me what's wrong. I can't guarantee it, but you'll, I will make you'll an put effort. in an effort. I will, and I want to say I there was a time whenever I was like because we've been doing this podcast for over a year now. Where I was like, yeah, do we even, like, what are we getting out of this? And I think the the big shift for me in what, because it is the highlight of my week now. Aww. Because it is legitimately once a week, you and I get to have couples therapy. And even if we mm-hmm. did not post these, I would want to keep doing them. Because we really check in. Because we really check in. I can't imagine not having it right now. Yeah. So when we do these. It was a year in March. It was a year in March. It's crazy. And it's one of the only things I'm not, like, sweating the numbers because, you know, like, how many streams are we getting? Whatever. Because I get so much value out of just sitting and talking to you. Aww. Because, you know, like, you let me talk about an album that I really like. And you get to talk about a documentary that you really like. And My anxiety kind of went away. Yeah. Like, it's... <laughs> I, I think this has been a really good exercise in just facing each other and talking without looking at your phones. And just being present. Yeah. And... uh I just I get a lot out of this every week, and I love you. I love you too, but like real quick though, if you want to leave us a review, that'd be tight. <laughs> <laughs> Is that okay? <laughs>